0: I am so tempted when we sing that to say, "Everyone, raise their hands." Wouldn't that be fun? Have you ever, have you ever done? I don't want to ask for a show of hands because then you would actually be doing it. But <laughs> have you ever raised your hands in church, or, or just home alone, or just have you ever walked around the house and just got lost in God, or cried just thinking about God, or sat out and looked at the trees and then just something about God just hits you and you just kind of lose it and almost in a sense you'd be embarrassed to have your your teenage children see you if you had a teenage you know I I have been caught by my teenagers time and again Um, I'm not sure it helped but um, there is a there is a thing that we talked about a little bit last week just touched on and this is can you tell this is my run-up so everybody can get in here um, and, and we talked about tongues, and I actually stood over there and spoke in tongues. Um, some of you who weren't here were like, "Wait, what did I miss?" Um, no lightning. I didn't get a letter from the elders. I, I was I'm, everything's good as far as I know. Um, <clears throat> and we talked about tongues can be used for worship, in which case it often doesn't sound like a spoken language with sentences and. And syntax, just like worship doesn't. Um, Sometimes it's used to speak to someone else. Sometimes it's used to pray and intercede. Um, But there is a certain thisness of it, a certain foolishness in the ways of God. And I want us to look at this. This is quote unquote from scripture. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? So he is talking to Greco-Roman empire, the Socrateses and the Pythagoreans about that the wisdom of the world can be foolishness to Christians and Christianity, especially the expression, of connecting with the Holy Spirit can be foolish to people who are very exegetical or very scientific. And I, I tend to be both of those, so I'm, I'm an oddball. Since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. My message was not persuasive words of wisdom, but in what? Demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That is how Paul communicated the gospel, not in in wise, well, I guess Hebrew and Greek was his native tongue, so being able to exegete in Hebrew and Greek was like talking for him. But for us, you know, it's like, look, it, it it wasn't me doing a ton of research and bringing something to you. It was in me talking about the fullness of the Spirit and helping you connect with the Spirit and even demonstrating the Spirit. And now we might say, well, that's so first century, but nowhere do we see that that's changed. Nowhere does it say, well, from here on out, it's all gonna be scripture. Well, the fullness of scripture has come, so who needs the Holy, we we never see that. We don't see that except in the life of the church as it does its ups and downs, but we don't see that in scripture. We don't see it. We see it in people, and there's reasons we see it in people part of it is because it's foolish part of it is because it's risky now we have not we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit that's from God so so that we may know the things freely given to us by God which things we speak not in words taught by human wisdom but by those taught by the spirit combining spiritual with spiritual spiritual input spiritual words okay that can be tongues But it can be prophecy. It can just be prophetic teaching. It can just be inspired. What does inspired mean? But prophetic. What does prophetic mean? But inspired. Okay. We when we get the two mixed up, when we start talking about robes and beards and and I'm going to call down fire, we start to lose the New Testament sense of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And we 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 form this caricature, and then we go look at some Pentecostal thing going on on TV and we go, we'll see, right? And so, it, so that becomes foolish to us as well. The natural man, and this is the psychikos man, the psychological man, the brain man, does not accept the things of the spirit. They seem foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because why? They are pneumaticos, pneumatically, not pneumatic tire, pneumatically appraised. And so, what is Paul saying? He's saying, look, there is a way of living this life in which our brains take the second chair in the orchestra. And the first seat is reserved for the Holy Spirit in our spirits. Okay? It looks sort of like this. This is a scripture that's... Um, don't. has always haunted me in the middle. And, and Paul says... In something 11 first Corinthians 11 maybe or second Corinthians 11 one of the Corinthians 11 he said I betrothed you to one husband even the Lord Jesus Christ but I'm afraid lest as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness your minds should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ for if someone comes and preaches another Jesus or another gospel you go fine, right? You go, fine. And he says, look, don't, don't, if, if it stops being simplicity and purity of devotion, you ought to question it. You ought to wonder about it. You, you ought to go, mm, not so sure. Remember we talked about that the God has not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound thinking. Remember we talked about the tripod, And God would like the spirit in us to be a spirit of power, love, and sound thinking, not just power, not just lovey-dovey, not just being smart and exegetical, but but having all three of those so that the view we perch on this tripod spiritually and we don't want to have a tilted view. We don't want a leg that's out of whack, long, too long, too short. It's probably better to have three shorter legs and grow up uniformly than to have one really super long leg and a couple of pretty short ones, and walk around like this all the time, and wonder why you don't see eye to eye with most of the world. Right? So, uh, so this is kind of, um, kind of a diagram to summarize where we've been. Hi, welcome. There's plenty of seats right, I'm just kidding, right here. Um, So in the center, in the bullseye of our walk with God and walk with the Holy Spirit, there is this simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. There is a place where we say um, God is not complicated, even though he's infinite, and he understands quantum physics because he invented it, but God is still not complicated. And there is a simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ out of which everything else flows. And in that simplicity, I'm relating to a person, not to a doctrine. Primarily, I'm relating to a person, not to an experience. I'm relating to a person, not to just living an obedient life. I am I'm trying to walk my life out in the presence of the best friend ever who lives inside of me. In him, we live and move and have our being as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Okay, and so it, it's a crazy way to live because we've never been taught that really, and for someone to teach it is scary because then people are going to go, "Well, do you live that way?" And you go, "Well, not yesterday at two for sure," you know, because it's like, eh. by the way, I had the best gift ever this morning three hours ago, brand new grandbaby, little girl. I can't. I am just in love again forever. The one picture he sent was her going. And I said, yes, that is my son's daughter right there. <laughs> and so um, and, and so, these are the three legs. But if you get off into charismatic stuff and don't have the other two legs, you, you start, when you get away from the center and you start to filter out here, This might still be Christian, but you can go for... I should have done holes here. You start going out here and it starts to be false. It starts to be witchcraft. It starts to be made-up stuff. It starts to be me acting out to prove I'm spiritual. I I have seen Benin counseled a hundred people like this and go, where did that come from? And it always came from an insecurity and a need to fit in and whatever, okay? And, And if I'm over here... I start to move away from the simplicity and connection to God, and I start to move into a connection with Scripture, a connection with other ideas, a connection with liberal theology, a connection as, well, maybe some of this isn't true, and, I, and I'm over here, and, and, I, and, and I'm, I maybe lose my faith. I maybe start, I, I was listening to something about Noah's Ark, and all of the speakers, Christian and non, said the flood myth. The flood myth, the flood myth. And I'm like, I know where you got that because I've studied it in detail, but you've swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. And, and for you to even consider that it might be true would be unthinkable because I'm here now. And in fact, we know that the miraculous isn't true. So we know that all the stories of the miracles are just stories, and, and I start to lose God but I gain exegetical respect. And up here is a little harder because it kind of goes two directions. It goes in the contemplatives who who kind of get further and further into this contemplative world and the rest of the world goes, I could never be that. If I become irrelevant, un, unattainable to most of the rest, so I can write great books. People can read those books. They can be changed. But at some point, the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ is lost. Okay? Or I can just be given to service. I, look, forget all this. I'm, just, I'm working, working, working. I'm serving God. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, this, and this. And, and we get into things where, where, where Jesus goes, Holy Spirit goes, I'm not sure I asked you to do that. There's a lot of sick people at the Pool of Siloam, but actually I only healed one. Why are you trying to heal all of them? Why don't you do what I'm doing? Jesus said, I only do do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. I always please the Father. And he said, as I've come into the Word, I'm sending you. So we had this, and I talked about this, Last year, some of you were here. We have Father to Jesus. That was the hierarchy. And Jesus only did what he saw, heard the Father doing. And that's in real time. That wasn't past tense. That, that verb is, as I see, I, I do. Okay. Well, now Jesus is, is up in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is inserted here. So now it goes, Father Jesus, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit glorifies as Jesus. Jesus still only does... And, and now it's to us, and we have this inside of us. So now it's not just Jesus talking to the world. It is an army of little Spirit-filled Jesus people only doing what they hear the Spirit saying, only saying what they hear this, whatever, you know, that one. Um, and so we have this, this same connection through God the Father to the Spirit inside of us, and we're to try to live and walk that way. That's, that's the, the. If you could say, what is the primary goal of Christianity? It is connect to the living person of the Holy Spirit and be transformed into that. And just obey. Just do what he says. Yeah, man. Can you go back one slide and here, let me read the bottom verse? Because I think to me that ties in with what like, I you. I didn't write it all down, I got halfway through it. But I did just. Can you now say what. The, Love we just came from and related to the yeah, so the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit; they're foolishness to him. So, so if someone says, "I feel like the Holy Spirit's asking me to," and it's a little crazy, they go, "You know," or they might themselves feel something and go, "No." See, there, there'd be a shrinking back because it doesn't make sense. Right, right, because, because if this is all I have to go on, this is not revelatory. This is whatever the word means for, for analytical, analytical analyticalatory. okay, that's what this is. This, this analyzes, but it doesn't invent. This takes other things and arranges them and orders them and understands them. But, but I am led out of my spirit, and my soul my mind my will and my emotions are the steward of the revelation that god and i live in and then my body's a slave my body carries it out that's how god expects us to live i am a spirit i have a soul and i live in a body we tend to live in our society as i'm a soul body and soul i got saved body and soul you go no i think you got saved spirit your soul is now being transformed by the renewing of your mind and your body will one day be renewed, but right now it's gonna die, okay? No matter how much you exercise, it's gonna die, okay? And so, so God wants us to see those things, so I must move on. So we talked about, we are now at the end of, this is our last time together, and we're gonna stop for at least a semester, okay? Um, now, it may get picked up in some other ways, some other ways, I'm gonna stop for at least a semester, I'm gonna be out of town a lot for the next while. So we talked about speaking and doing things, and I gave you one-liners last time, I'm not gonna repeat that. But I do wanna do this, and I'm gonna talk like a Yankee on drugs now and go really fast, okay? So I know your minds can pick this up. Um, These things are not who you are, but what you do gifts. I am not tongues, I speak in tongues. I am not prophecy, I speak in prophetic words, okay? So these are what you do, they're the power tools that help you do the who you are things, You don't have the gift as much as the Holy Spirit gives you that thing to be a gift to others. I don't have a gift of healing. That has so messed up the church. The healing is the gift. I'm a messenger boy bringing healing from God to you. He may use me a lot because I'm a really faithful messenger boy, but don't mistake the fact that I have the gift of healing. Okay? And it... It all comes with faith and so on. They're supernatural, but they're not typically showy. God doesn't have a need to show off. He doesn't have, he just doesn't. What does Jesus say when he heals somebody? He says, tell no one, right? We'd go, tell the world we had a, we, ah! Okay, and Jesus like, no. I, people will hear anyway, but I don't want you to come for the goods. I want you to come for the transformation and the love, Okay. Supernatural is not the same as unnatural or spectacular. Supernatural can be quiet, and it can feel like you and God partnering in quiet ways, and God doesn't need the credit. He doesn't have an ego problem, okay? Humans can take all the actions that you would do in these things, including speaking in Babel, okay? 30% of people can speak in tongues, not even being Christians. It's just something the mind can do, but not everybody can make it happen, okay? Just like not everybody can sit down, hear music, and start to play. Okay, and so you can't necessarily make it happen, but it is a human thing that humans can do. Humans can speak words. Humans can lay hands on people. But it is a partnership with the Holy Spirit in you that causes a supernatural to happen with you. Okay? So... It's you partnering with God. When you speak in tongues, God doesn't take your tongue and make it jerk and you're just passive. No, you're an active partner. You begin to speak and God begins to speak. It's like, it's like the Jews waiting to cross the Jordan and they're sitting there with their shoes. And until they put their sandals in the water, it, it didn't part and they could have sat there all day. Same way with tongues. You begin to speak and God begins to speak immediately when you begin to speak. Okay, that's my experience. We'll come to that in just a minute. Um, they happen when faith meets need. You do what humans can do, God does what humans can't do. That's what the manifestations are. They empower you to do better than you could do with just your brain. Uh, many of them, there is a leading or an on the spotness to them. Okay, yesterday I was, no, this week I was at a conference and I'm talking to a person and I suddenly say to them, you know, you have a lot more potential than what you are exhibiting now. You have a huge upside potential because of blah, 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 blah. And they went, that's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me. And I said, how did that feel? And he said, felt really true. And I said, go with it, okay? Total non-Christian setting, professional setting, engineering stuff, okay? Yeah, they were like, wow, okay? That's what God wants us to do and to be. Um, Examples, you know, Look at Jesus, look at that list and watch Jesus. He did all those except tongues, as far as I know. Maybe he prayed in tongues. Uh, the book of Acts is filled with them. Church history is filled with them. And today, millions of people, somewhere in the billion of people, believe in and practice these things. We're, we're in a really small minority in a fellowship where this is fairly new. We're in really small minority in the church in the world. Okay. That should be comforting to us. It's like, oh, okay, not a big deal. Okay? Let's, so we, we talked about tongues, so let's talk about prophecy. Pursue love, yet be zealous for manifestation. So when someone prophesies, they speak to men, and I'm going to touch on these words in the next slide. They, they edify the church. They speak truth. It's usually one-to-one. People aren't given prophetic authority beyond their personal authority. Beware of some young jock who wants to talk to the preacher and tell him which direction the church should go. You haven't earned the right, typically. Now that happens once, once in a while David. But typically, you have, you have authority in your life and God works through authority. I don't trust someone who's not under authority to speak to me. I don't. I never do. God works and honors authority in the world. He always does that's why when the centurion said, "Just speak to my ser- just speak and my servant will be healed, for I too am a man under authority, and I have authority and God said, that's faith. okay why He understood how authority worked. See, we have authority over the spirits. we have authority over demons. they don't work for me, but they, they're, they're under us and so I've been you know, involved in a lot of that over the years. Um, we can all prophesy one by one. So Paul is saying, look, you can all do this one by one in church. It's not a scary. It's not a secret thing. Um, and he says we should desire to prophesy. So, <clears throat> um, so how do we get started in, and I'm just going to stay with tongues and prophecy now. How do we get started in this? Oh, well. I was going to have you break into threes, but I just don't know if we'll have time. Let's think about how we might do that. Um, so these tongues and prophecy, especially prophecy, Paul says, look, prophecy is like, that's the one you should go for first. That's like, if you're getting started in sports, you should learn to throw, okay? Something, so prophecy is like, this is where you should start. Tongues is great too. Remember last time we said, tongues helps you discern the difference between your mind and your spirit. Because when you pray in tongues, your mind's going, hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Hey, stop, this baby talk, stop, stop. You need to stop, you need to stop. And your spirit's going, shut up. You're not actually not in charge right now. I'm communing with God, and we might let you in later, but we might not, okay? Tongues is awesome to take the arrogant of mind, the, the natural person, and challenge everything they believe. Because after you begin to pray in tongues for a while, you go, there is a world, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, this is like, there is a different motivational world. Huh, okay? Just like fasting, we said last time, fasting is uh, you separate the voice of your mind and your body, because your body says, I'm gonna kill you if you don't eat. Your mind says, no, you won't, shut up, I'm in charge. You're not in charge, actually. I know you always thought you were in charge in my sexual life, in my food life, in my pleasure life, but I'm taking control away from you because the spirit and I have a different plan for you. And it's not gonna be fun for you for a while. You're gonna be buffeted and made a slave. Yes, ma'am. For somebody who's grown up in the church cross all her life, I just very important. How how do you suggest getting started? Um, How to get started? Funny that you should mention this. it's something you can choose to do, not wait to do. So you're going, wait, what? Okay, so let's talk about that. So here's tongues. In my experience, you can choose to speak in tongues. If you have asked God to fill you, well, here, here's, here would be my two steps. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and say, God, I want to stay filled. Keep, keep filling me. Lord, fill me with your Spirit. I want to be full and I want to be, be being filled. I want to be filled with your spirit. And I want to stay filled with your spirit. I want to be that person. I want to be led by your spirit. Would it be okay? Sometimes doing a physical thing helps. We just go. And you just drink. Right? He said out of your belly will come rivers of living water. The, the spirit is like wind. Okay? So sometimes doing a physical thing helps us. Then close your eyes and begin to praise him. Okay, so you just, oh, God, you are so good. You're just so, uh, words fail, oh, oh, Lord, if if I had a way to praise you that I didn't have to think, oh, I do. And you just begin to praise it, but not in English. And watch what happens. The first thing that happens is you're going to go, that's hard, I better stop, that's crazy. But if you just push through, Watch what happens. Watch what happens the next week, and the next week, and the next week. Pretty soon you're like, I'm connecting with God just like that. I come into his presence, I look at the throne room, and shaka siya shaka, yasoka, shime, And preaching, you oh, stop, no, don't, don't get going. You're going uh, to, just, God wells up inside of you, and your spirit and God connect, and you go, this is, no wonder this happened when people got filled with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. It's great to kick off this life with God in a Spirit. It's perfect to do it. Okay, um, And just use it quietly. Not showy. Just pray quietly. Just pray. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead and do it. Why not? What have you got to lose, especially in private? You see it in Scripture. Paul does it. He says you should do it. The only reason I don't is I'm from a culture that doesn't. I mean, I didn't eat Thai food growing up, too. My dad was like, you know, we just don't eat that stuff. And I'm like, you know, now it's like favorite stuff, okay? Maintain humility, balance, and perspective power, love, and a sound mind, okay? I'm just encouraging you. I mean, if if this were a a place where I thought it would be okay, I would say, let's just all do it now, okay? And maybe there'll be a time and a place for that. But I don't, I don't know that Sunday school is a fair place to do that. Because some people are new and people... I just don't think it's a fair place to do that. Okay? Is that okay? All right. <clears throat> okay. And the same thing that happens with the prophetic. You say, God, would you fill me with your spirit? It, you can ask that every day if you want. It's fine. It's not that he doesn't. It's that I leak. And so, Lord, today... I mean, before I go out nearly every day, some, mostly in my car, I say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Give me eyes to see what you want of me today. Where are we going to partner? I, I think of it in terms of what fun are we going to have today? What work of Satan are we going to totally mess up today? What life that's, that's right on the precipice of failure or life are we going to click toward life? See, when you have these manifestations in your life, you become way more armed and dangerous to the dark world. You you just are. Because you get a sense of what God might wanna say, and you're with someone, and you begin to say that, and before you know it, they're like leaning in, and you have a conversation. And you're not saying, Thursday next, you'll meet a tall, dark stranger, or yesterday at five o'clock, you had uh, bananas with cream on them. Now, sometimes God gives you a word of knowledge. You say that you go, you know, I just got this feeling that, but we always offer things gently, not spiritually. Okay. And so prophecy works the same way. You just say, God, I would like to be a messenger for you. God has nice things to say and he uses people to say them. Would you use me to do that? Then just say yes. You don't have to say, thus saith the Lord, just take a chance to say, you know, one thing I love about you. Okay. Prophecy is for everyone. God would like each of us to have a relationship with him where we hear him. And some people can't hear him right now in this place in their life and we can't hear him. There are places I can't hear him or I think he might be saying something, but I don't know. And if someone comes up to me and says, you know, when I, I was praying for you the other day and, and they say something, you go, wow. Okay, see all of a sudden it's like, huh. Okay, now we're gonna talk about, well, when if it isn't wow, okay? Because it's not always wow. You always tell your best stories, okay? So um, it's for everyone. It's encouraging people, it brings them joy. It's supernatural but that's not unnatural, i talked talk about that. It's part of a daily lifestyle. In Him we live and move and have our, our being, in Him we live and move and speak. Okay, it's not a, it's not a huge thing. Um, it's okay to make mistakes and we start simply and grow. It's not telling the future, but the present. Okay, if you get that in your head, that'll make all the difference. I'm not telling the future, I'm telling the present. But I'm telling it in such a way that whoever I'm speaking to gets God's perspective. They, 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 there's an, it's these three words here. Edification, build up the family house. Exhortation, running alongside and calling encouragement. Consolation, sweet, tender encouragement in the year. It's those three things. Wouldn't you love one of those three things to happen to you every day? Maybe all three. It's like, yeah, if I lived in a community that did that, Holy cow, would it be great. See, this church is marvelous at encouraging each other, at helping each other, at bringing pasta to baby shower. You know, we this this church is so ripe for this to happen because this will just take things to a, a a wonderful level if we all do it with power love and a sound mind and in deep humility. But like It'll You said most people think of, of being something interesting. Yeah. Right. See, if I were Satan, I would make it so mystical that no one would ever do it. Then I've got you. I've got you stuck. But Paul doesn't say that. He says, look, you can do this all the time, and it's these things. Edification, okay, Domo, build up the family house. Exhortation, para kaleo, running alongside and calling, para kaleo, Consolation, para muthio, para alongside muthia, whispering. Okay? So it's, it's normal stuff. It's stuff that we can do. Um, the, the thing I was... Oh, uh, uh, we may still have time. I am really going fast. Okay. There are two scriptures, one on how to give a prophecy and one on how to receive a prophecy. Okay. This is the one on how to give. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for oike tomo, building someone up, According to the need of the moment, right? So it's a moment thing. We don't sit and sometimes people write them out, but sometimes it's just a, a moment thing. And and you just, you kind of get a sense that there's sauce on the moment, right? And you go, huh, and you just speak. And you just you just share. Sometimes you just have the end of the thread and you go, well, I'm not sure exactly where this is going. And you start to pull and more comes. And you go, oh yeah, and, and oh yeah, and, and, and then... Oftentimes, prophecy is a prelude to words of knowledge or words of wisdom, okay? We get going and then something happens, okay? Just warning you. It says, look, so that it will give grace to those who hear, do not grieve the spirit by whom you are sealed for redemption. In other words, when I act in a way that isn't this, unwholesome talk, self-proclaimed ideas, puffed up with pride, complaining with someone, blah, 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 rather than speaking, Jesus, what what would you say now? It grieves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit goes, ah, that was such an opportunity. This person is ready for radical transformation, and I gave you the word to give to them. Ah, I mean, how many, you know, when we stand before Jesus, he said, you will give an account of every what? Empty word. That word empty is without purpose or power. We'll give an account. And what we will give an account for is missed invitations to be God in the situation in a quiet, gentle way that's what we'll give an account for and it's it's grieving it's not this doesn't anger the Holy Spirit doesn't it grieves the Holy Spirit just like if you were a mother and you saw two kids playing and one kid was beaten up on the other kid the mother is grieved by that first now they might go and spank but they're grieved by that it's like ah lost opportunity and that's what here is how to receive a prophecy don't quench the Spirit Don't despise prophetic utterances. Examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. So we grieve the Spirit when we talk in the ways we... But we quench the Spirit when we go... Okay, Because there's always mixture. Paul said we prophesy in part. Okay, I won't get all the words right. Neither will any of us. We might start speaking. The Spirit stops and we keep going. You'll you'll sense that after a while. You go, whoa. God just stopped, and you kept going. You should stop when God stops. Okay? You don't need to actually have the interpretation. Okay? Sometimes you just have a word. Um, but it says, look, don't despise prophetic conferences. That's to us. Paul is saying, look, there's probably some things to despise once in a while. It probably might get silly once in a while. Someone may totally miss it. Kids fall off a bike. You don't despise them. You say, get back on the bike. And Holy Spirit says, get back in the game. It's okay. I would rather have you eager for the things of the Spirit and make mistakes than be fearful of making mistakes and do nothing. Okay? I'd rather, I can steer a moving boat, but I can't steer a boat that's dead in the water. And I think that's what God says to us. So don't don't despise, hold fast to that which is good. It doesn't say anything about that which isn't God. It just is like, nah. Eh. But... So, so when we listen, we go, man, that was really good. Okay, this is what I'm gonna ask you to do. Um, everybody's eyes got really big. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna ask you to do this one thing. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna get in groups of three or four. Just turn to, get in, th- in threes or twos, right next to each other, and we're gonna do these things. Pick someone to be in the hot seat. We're gonna do this in four minutes. Pick somebody to be in the hot seat, and that's just a joke, okay? And, and when I say go, just look at them and say, God, what's one nice thing you, wanna, you, you like about them or you want to say? What's, just, see, God has nice things to say, and he uses people to say them, okay? Now, you might go, this may not be God. That's fine, okay? But what we're doing is, is we're starting to clear this communication channel For God to speak and so we're just gonna say God what's one nice thing you want to say to this person don't overthink it I'm gonna give you eight seconds because if I give you 12 seconds you're gonna start second-guessing yourself okay okay so quick just turn to each other okay just just turn quick quick just form in a in a little, little don't start talking okay is everybody this guy right back here this attorney needs a friend Okay, someone pick somebody to be in the hot seat. Ready, go. Pick somebody to be in the hot seat. We're going to switch. Okay, who's going to be the recipient? That's all we need to know. Who's the, the first recipient? Ready? Everybody got one? Okay, no jokes, just who's going to be the recipient. Okay, everybody ready? Shh. Okay, I got it. You're organizing. You are so good, profit organizer girl. Um, okay, when I say ready, go, I want you just to look at the person and ask God, what's something you love about them? What's something? And the first thing that pops into your mind, don't second guess. Okay, ready, go. No, don't say anything. Don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. Do not say anything yet. Stop talking. Okay, now you can talk. <laughs> okay, just share with them. I'm sorry, just share with them. Ready? ready? Go ahead and share. Share the one thing. Okay, you have four seconds. Okay, switch to a, to a new one, to a new person. Okay, somebody else? Okay, look at them. Eight seconds. Ready, go. Don't talk yet. Okay, ready? Share with them the thing that popped into your head. The first thing that popped into your head when you looked at it. Ready, go. Share it. Okay, how did that feel? Besides silly, besides a little scary, how did it feel? Good? You could do that in your life group. Yeah, I know, you could introduce it in your life group. Right, so I don't know if it's just me or God. Well, here's the deal. Some of it will be you and some of it, sometimes it's a spark of God and you putting words around it. Sometimes it's a whole, you just go whoa and you're just trying to describe what you see and you're having trouble describing it. Everything comes through your personality and your vocabulary. Everything does, okay? Three people could get the exact same thing and they'd each say it a little differently and that's, God is really good with that. He is totally good with that happening i'm not trying to belittle prophecy i'm trying to i'm trying to right size it for us because the things of the miraculous start as common with a spark and as we grow in them, you know one of you might be the person who is downtown and puts their hand on someone who's sick and they heal instantly but you probably won't start there i shouldn't say that some of you might but but as we begin to grow in these things, the the mixture gets less and less and less, and, and the, the ability to hear and the stream is purified. And in a year, you'll be pretty radically different in this whole arena, if you just begin to practice it. If you just go home and try tongues, and just say, I'm just gonna, why not? Why not? I'm just gonna try it. Okay, we are going to take a break. I don't know how long that break will be, um, so this is our last class for a while. We're not going to be teaching next semester. Huge thanks to Mike and Jeannie, who couldn't be here. Um, and I have, in the two and a half, oh, don't cry. I have in the two and a half years, I have loved being invited. I, I never, when I came to Otter Creek, I was going to sit in the back and just be quiet because I was tired of being a leader and I just needed a break. And the first sermon, Josh taught was how to be responsible charismatic and i was just like really (laughs) you are kidding in the second sermon uh mike runcy who i just met taps me on the shoulder and goes over to aaron mengus who's now in paris and says this is andy reese she throws her arms around me and starts crying. And I'm like, okay, this is the weirdest church I've ever been in. First he preaches a sermon that nails me. And then somebody I don't know was crying and I, and I didn't do anything. And she said, I gave your book to Mike Runcie and said, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know where the, this guy and this woman are, but we need this in our church. And I told her he just joined Otter Creek last week. And it's like, oh. so see, so what a setup. So so I am, I, I am absolutely sure that God's stirring this church on behalf of the Holy Spirit. I I have zero doubt in my mind and I have zero doubt that Otter Creek is going to lead the churches of Christ into some transformation, some really good transformation. And, And I am determined that it be with great humility and with great power, love, and sound balance so that like the first time the Church of Christ got nailed at the, at the Campbellite revivals, at some point, Campbell or Stone, maybe Campbell said, the manifestation of the Spirit are non-essential. What he didn't mean to say is the Holy Spirit's non-essential, but that's what happened. I think we're getting a second chance, you know? Maybe there's been a hundred chances. It's like, I think there's another chance. I, I, think, I think this church in particular has got everything together the stuff that's on on the final exam this church does it better than any church i've ever seen i've been in 30 churches and i think god's honoring that he's going to say you all serve better than any church i've ever seen let me give you power tools to do it i think that's what he's saying okay so i love teaching that pursue simple connection with god These are my parting words, okay? Pursue simple connection with God. Draw near to him and let him draw near to you. Ask him, yes, ask him, would it be okay questions? God, would it be okay if? Would it be okay? Is there anything you want to say? Ask those kinds of questions. Would it be okay? Is there anything you want to say? Questions with God. Stay in the word. Read it. Breathe it. Ask God to say, God, what do you want to say about this? So connect with God over the word. It's like a book club. You and God having a book club together. Okay, Don't just um, ask him to fill you with the spirit and don't stop asking. Ask and keep asking. It says in Ephesians, fill and be, be being filled. So be in the, be in the stance of life of being filled with the spirit as a first priority in your life. Okay. As a first party, coffee, Holy Spirit, you do it that way. Coffee, Holy Spirit. Okay. Or whatever you drink in the morning. Um, praise Him and just go for it. With tongues, praise Him and just go for it. With prophecy, praise Him and say, God, today I'm, I'm on high alert. I want to see what you're doing and I want to participate. Okay? Praise Him and go for it. Start with praise because praise just cleans out the pipes. If, if some guilt comes up, just quickly confess it. Give it to Jesus. Jesus, would it be okay if I gave you this guilt? Because I looked at porn last night. Can I give you the guilt? And would you forgive me? Oh, you will again? Oh, awesome. Thank you. What do you have in exchange for what I've given you that's junk? Oh, ready to take on the world. Okay? Just, just walk in that place of, of confession and forgiveness. If you see someone, if you feel a nudge, if you just look around with eyes that see, then just um, say it. Why not? Uh, the end of this course is why not? Okay? Why not? Uh, What you have to lose is maybe missing it a little bit, being slightly embarrassed. What you have to gain is the kingdom. So the upside is immense. It's not one of those. If you invest now, it's not one of those things at all. Um, If you want to get together and chat with me, I I would love to do that. I'm not going to be teaching, but I'm going to be here. If you say, hey, let's get coffee. Or I want to go to a quiet place and pray with you about this. I'd love to do that with you. There's others in this room who would love to do that too. This isn't some sneaky back room thing. This is just life. We're just encouraging each other in life. Um, uh, Yeah. So the last word is, why not me? Why not now? Why not? So I just want to encourage you. So Lord, thank you for this class. Thank you for these people. Thank you for their trust Lord, I, I just pray I have not violated that trust in any way. Lord, I thank you that you stir us up. And Lord, I commend them to you. Lord, I ask you to use them, to stir them up, to give them dreams and, and nudges and insights and scripture. Lord, um, I ask you just to, just to not let them be comfortable till they're comforting in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you, each of you.